Hi, welcome to Fresh Needle. My name is Vanessa Menendez-Covello and I'm a freshly graduated acupuncturist from the City College of Acupuncture in London, United Kingdom. This podcast aims to bring fresh acupuncturists and also TCM students together in this era of enforced isolation by the coronavirus. We are hoping that people will feel a little bit less alone if we share our experiences of how our studies progressed, what happened when we graduated or with other guests in the future, what they think will happen when they graduate, what's happened to our clinics. It's a community building exercise, so by all means, get in touch with any feedback or comments. Our first guest for this podcast is Alice Douglas. So Alice is a 2019 graduate of the City College of Acupuncture, so we studied together. And unlike most acupuncturists, she went straight into acupuncture studies after doing her A-levels. And then she opened her own acupuncture clinic, AD Acupuncture. She also started a low-cost multibed community clinic. And she has been the youngest ever published author in the Journal of Chinese Medicine, Medicine with an article on the mechanisms of Sebastian. <laughs> Welcome, Alice. Hi. All sounds very impressive when you say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is very impressive, particularly because, you know, as I said, you're, you're very young. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So let's start with, I have a list of questions. And my first one is, what was your first experience of acupuncture? And did you like it? Did you hate it? Did you think, oh, my God, this is something I want to do? Or was that something that, you know, kind of like a seed that then germinated over the years? So I was, um, I mean, I think I was really fortunate in that I was first exposed to acupuncture when I was 12, I think, 12 or 13. And um, I had a bladder condition that I had had um, since birth that I was born with. And I'd had all kinds of Western intervention and nothing worked. Surgeries, drugs, all kinds of horrible invasive things. And um, they basically couldn't help me. And at the end, they kind of turned me away and were just like, we're really sorry. Um, there's nothing we can do. Um, and I was like, well, I can't have this. Um, and so just got on the internet, started kind of Googling things, read something about acupuncture, took it to my mum and was like, well, apparently this can work. And my mum's going, uh right okay well we're not really in a position to say no to anything at this point you know we'll give anything a try um and I found that acupuncturist who was completely amazing and changed my life um and within six weeks things had improved and a year later I was completely fine I had no issues and I haven't really had any issues since so it completely changed my life I wouldn't be the same person um irrelevant of my career path like my teen years would have been so different um a lot more painful a lot more yeah just not a nice experience really um if it hadn't been for having had acupuncture so that was pretty huge um and at that point, I thought I wanted to be a doctor. That was what I thought I wanted to do. I wanted, I always wanted to be in medicine. Um, I kind of come from a, high, a lot of medics in the family. And that's just what I always thought I wanted to do. Um, and then I feel like I got kind of the opportunity to see this whole other world. And it was just so exciting. And 
I'm the kind of brain where I have to know why things work and I have to understand things. I can't just accept them for what they are. I have to understand why. And I had no idea why I was better. I had no idea how this medicine had fixed me. And so I was like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to leave school after my levels and I'm going to go and find out why I got better. That is fascinating because the first thing that jumps out at me when you tell your story is how proactive you were from the beginning. You went out and you looked for other things. And also then there's the question of, you know, sometimes when you talk to people in the world of medicine, they tend to be very, very skeptical and they put acupuncture together with things like energy healing. And, you know, unless you really go out there and you make a, a point of looking at all the clinical studies and all the papers and all the research that has been done, it is really easy to dismiss acupuncture as something, you know, a little bit kind of like placebo, a little bit. So I think it's really amazing that your mom was, you know, open to the idea of trying something that maybe because of her training wouldn't be the first thing that she would think of. No, totally. And I think she was a bit skeptical, but also we were just in a place of desperation so we were just kind of like well sod it you know we'll just try um so I think yeah if we hadn't been as desperate my mum probably would have been like man we could miss that one off the list um but then now she's a complete convert I mean she loves what I do and she is like my biggest fan and wants acupuncture like every day and I have to be like no mom I've got other things to do I can't just sit here and give you acupuncture all the time um so yeah she's like completely converted on it because she just watched what it did for me and since has watched what I can do for other people and it's just like there you go there's no you don't need any more evidence other than what people tell you that's really interesting because I also think about, you know, if you now were to go back to, you know, the doctors that originally diagnosed you or tried to treat you, what would they say? Would they say, oh, this was just a spontaneous remission? How do they categorize that? Because normally, you know, medicine is all, they call they call it an evidence-based science and they say, okay, you know, with this medication, 80% of the patients achieve this outcome. Therefore, we suggest this medication. But, you know, you could go back to them and say, I've not taken any medication. I've not had any, any kind of a surgical intervention, interve intervention and yet here I am. Yeah, we actually did because I had like a follow-up appointment and we went back and I had a nurse who was, she was this lovely woman and she said like oh my god this is incredible like I'm going to recommend everybody to all my patients that they go and get acupuncture if they've got this same thing and oh my god um and my consultant said oh she just grew out of it hmm. um, and my mom was going what she just grew out of this diagnosed condition and she, my mum was like did you ever think that was going to happen like did you think this was something you could grow out of and he was like well and clearly the answer was no he didn't believe you know he'd never been said to me oh you never know you might grow out of it like that's not how medicine works um yeah, have, th have there been any other cases of people growing out of this condition no that's not a thing <laughs> <laughs> um, but for me, clearly, I was just the first one to ever grow out of it. 
Well, there you go. Tla- yeah. Trailblazer from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I uh, think you amazing. always get a varied response. You know, everyone always seems to, you can either get people that will be like, oh my God, that's amazing, like the nurse, or then you get the, like the doctor who's just like, no. Yeah. Well, we know it works. And then um, you went to college straight from your A-levels. So um, you were actually the only pe- the only person in our cohort that came straight from A-levels. Most people were career changers, like myself. I used to be a computer scientist. So I wonder, did you ever think, oh, my God, my college experience is being so different? Because, you know, it's this thing like you go to college and you party with other people your age and... That was not really so much the case with all of us. (laughs) Yeah, it was a very different like uni experience to what a lot of my friends had. And it was something that both my parents and um, the college actually really like prepared me for Um, the college particularly. They were like, you do realize you're not going to university, right? You do realize you'll probably be like the only person in your 20s. I mean, at this point, I was like 18. They were like there's going to be like a decade between you and the next person. Do you understand this? They were really like, and I appreciate it. Like, I think they were just, you know, they didn't want me to make the wrong, like the wrong decision. Um, And my mum was also really like, you know, are you sure? Because you're not going to be living in halls and going to freshers week and getting really drunk with all these people that you're also studying with. And like, that's not going to be your experience. and I I did have to think about it and kind of be like, mm, I'd have to kind of give that up. But at the same time, a lot of my friends didn't go to uni. A lot stayed in London. So a lot of, like, it wasn't like everybody I knew had left London. Still so many people were in London. And in a way, it gave me an opportunity to make um, a lot of new friends in London, like, even within, like, my friendship group. And... Um, yeah, it was it was the right place for me to be. Like I really liked CCA's like attitude towards teaching, the syllabus, everything. I just felt like I'd be really comfortable there. So I kind of prioritized that and I just thought, do you know what? I'll find a way to party even if I go to CCA. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't and you did. <laughs> yeah, and I did. I partied all the way through, so it was fine. Um no, I did I was I was a lot more sensible than a lot of my friends, but it was yeah, it just I just made it work. It was, you know, if you really want to do something, you have to make it work. And the other thing was I then found I was actually studying with really amazing people. Um and I didn't feel like the like 18 year old that didn't fit in with anybody and you know, none of that stuff ended up matter like math like mattering in, in what we were doing. And you know, I met some amazing people like you know, you, incredible, incredible person to have been able to graduate with and and have around as part of my support network. And other people like the um, community clinic that I've set up, I've set up with another girl that we graduated with, with Sarah. And Sarah's like my best friend. We're literally like really, really close. And I think she's completely wonderful. Um, But yeah, she's like 10 years older than me. I don't, it kind of made me realize kind of made me realize this stuff doesn't matter um and I think that made me grow up quite a lot in realizing actually age doesn't really matter how like I'm 18 and they're all whatever age but 
we're all just we're all students we're all studying and we all have something that we love and that we're just desperate to learn more about and so in the end I, I don't think it mattered that's true and that's a most excellent point because you know I remember I, I studied computer science and my decision was well you know this was <clears throat> back in 1991 I think <laughs> and it was like the thing to do if you wanted like a bright career future but it wasn't like you know a passion for me it was just I don't know like the sensible thing to do so I think you do get a different school experience when you're really passionate about what you are studying and then you know we're at lunchtime having all these conversations about you know how to do this and what do you think of that and it's not like we just didn't sit there and just listened um, to something that we thought was boring but we needed to do it because we needed to have a degree. Yeah totally like everybody in that room probably acupuncture has had a profound impact on on their lives you know the most common story is you know similar to mine in one respect that they had acupuncture you know you had acupuncture it you found it was amazing and you went oh I want to I want to learn how to do that that's most people's kind of journey into acupuncture um, and for me it just happened a lot younger but when you have a group of people who yeah are all super passionate about something you're always going to have something to talk about yeah, it really was. I was actually trying to find um, any kind of like fun anecdote of our time. And <laughs> well, some of them maybe we can't really tell in a, in a podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think but... there's some that we definitely <laughs> can't talk about. <laughs> yeah, we were parting. No, we were not. Um, I think actually the, 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 the one that really sticks out for me was when I actually lost a needle in the clinic. Um, that was utterly terrifying. My patient had... Uh, a needle in, um, in her ear and then she sneezed the needle fell and we just couldn't find it we couldn't find it we spent half an hour with our iphones with the torches on looking on the floor we stripped her down <laughs> um in the end it turned out it had fallen inside her bra <laughs> oh that was you were so stressed you're like where's it gone where's it gone i don't know what to do i've lost the needle <sighs> Oh, it was terrible because it's like the thing that you're never supposed to, you know, it's not supposed to happen. It's a hazard. And there I went, like, you know, my third week of clinic and lost a needle. <laughs> yeah, it was really early on. It was like, yeah, second or third week when we're still like all just so nervous all the time. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's, you know, um, that's what makes it kind of like interesting and fun like I'm, I'm actually relieved that we got so much practice that you know we started practicing on each other uh, you know on our first year um, because even even with those two years of practice going into the student clinic was you know a terrifying experience from from the beginning oh my god it was just terrific it was so scary <laughs> and I'm just so grateful that we had prep because every lunchtime we went and we sat in prep and there was four of us and we would just like debrief and like get everything off. I'm pretty sure all of us cried in prep across the whole time. Across we the all did. <laughs> we all cried in that prep. We laughed a lot in that prep. It was just our place to go and like de-stress from like everything that was going off and like vent to each other. And Yeah. 
Thank yeah, God and for I think, that's, yeah. I think that's, that's a really important thing to let, you know, like current students know that there will be meltdowns and there will be scary moments because you are, you know, you've got people's health in your hands. So I think it's really important to have that support network where we, we knew that I knew I could sit down and cry because I had lost a needle and none of you would have gone and said, well, you idiot, how do you lose a needle? No, because it could have been any of us. It could have been any of us that did that. Yeah, yeah. And also, you know, it's also the learning. You you, you see people suffering. You, you see people suffering. People quite often come to acupuncture when they've tried everything else. They're desperate. Uh, it happens a lot with chronic um, health problems. It happens a lot with fertility. So if you haven't had that kind of job before, like, you know, I used to sit on a computer and write code. And then the people I worked with, computer programmers, we, <laughs> we tend to be a little bit, you know, um, slightly verging towards one side of the spectrum. Um, so suddenly all that humanity and, and you have to, uh, you know, use up all your compassion and, and your empathy, it really, it takes training. Yeah, it does. And it's tiring when you first start and you don't know, you know, just talking to somebody takes so much kind of brain power. And, you know, that does get easier and it got easier within the year um, that we were in that clinic. But it is, it's exhausting to start with. We would leave just like we'd only treated one patient and we'd had like five hours to do it. And yet we all left like, oh, my God, we're so tired. Um <laughs> Now I'm running around the community clinic. Like, how was I ever tired after just one patient? But it is, and everybody is. It's just you have to like build that kind of stamina up and and like the resilience of it. I think. Yeah. How many How many beds does your community clinic have? Six. So we have three each. Mm, um, that's pretty good going. Yeah. Hopefully. Well, we were planning to go to four, but uh, obviously everything's come to a halt. But uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> But talking about your clinic, um, you know, you're very entrepreneurial. You started your own, you know, private clinic, your own private practice yourself. Then you started with Sarah, the community clinic. You've been writing articles. You you have, you know, you have put together uh, Moxa Care Kids. So is this something, have you always been this driven or was this something that you saw at home or was this something that you learned? Um, I think I am, by personality, controlling <laughs> and bossy. <laughs> I like being in charge. So for me, it was like a no-brainer that I would kind of set up a clinic and like on my own. And I wasn't going to kind of work for somebody else just because my mentality, my personality, I knew that's what I needed to do um and I think I found something I'm so passionate about yeah I am really driven around acupuncture um and so I was just really like you know I have so much passion for it that I am just like yeah let's go let's do everything let's do it all at once like you know I really wanted to kind of make an entrance if you like um but I think the other thing is at the age that I am I don't have much to lose like I don't have any anyone dependent on me I don't have um like a mortgage, mortgage to pay I don't have all these bills I don't have like my outgoings are you know 
more minimal and therefore I was kind of in a position where it was like okay I'm just gonna go all in like you know a lot of people do part-time for a little while and they keep another job because they need to know that they have a stable amount of money coming in I didn't really need that it was just like I'm just gonna put everything I have into this and I'm gonna be full-time straight away and and like you know get my own premises and do all this stuff because yeah I was just like I'm in a very fortunate position that I can do that and so I think I have to take advantage of that and just yeah give it everything really yeah because you know one one thing that's quite well known is that um in acupuncture studies the the financials and the mechanisms of starting your own practice it's a very common fear like people are really scared and i find um that you know sometimes people graduate and it takes them many months to actually get started just because they are a bit blocked um with fear and that's why you know our course had a business module that that bridged the gap quite a lot but you know, have you got, because you really jumped into it, you were ready from the moment the papers came through. So what would be the advice that you would give, you know, to fresh acupuncturists? I think my piece of advice would be like, start preparing really, really early. I also didn't have like a summer break in my final year, really. I went on holiday for like a week. Um, but other than that, I was building furniture in my new office and doing flyering and you know everything it it was it was a bit crazy but that Christmas I just took a much longer break but me and Sarah had found the community clinic location in the January so we were graduating we graduated in the August or we finished in the July and we got our certificates and our license to practice in the September um so by January we had got a location for our multi-bed sorted out um our logo and all our branding for both businesses was done by the February um both like all these business plans and everything everything got done so ahead of time so when it came to finishing I had no excuse because it was like it's all ready for me I I can't make up a reason why, oh, well, you know, do you know what? I'm actually going to hold off launching my website because I want to tweak this and tweak that and da, 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 da. It was like, no, the website is completely ready to go. You have to do it. You have to do it now. And so I kind of put myself in a situation where there was no um, kind of, I couldn't give myself any excuses. So I think that would definitely be my advice. Like, get on with it, get it sorted. And it also makes it a lot less stressful and puts your mind at ease. So when it got to the end of studying, my business plans were sorted. I kind of knew roughly where I was going to be in September and and what was going to be happening. It's a lot less stressful. Um, And yeah, so I think just get get ahead, get on with it if you can. Um, And then you just have to go. And the longer you leave it, the harder it gets to start you know we've got people from our class that didn't start and they still haven't because now it's like I haven't treated anyone in six months how do I do that that's now really scary so I think you have to not let it build up too much yeah, and I think what you said about almost like being forced to start is a is a really good point because that's what happened to me as well. Like I, by pure accident, I found a room in February, 
and the landlady very kindly she kind of liked my vibe so she said I'll keep it for you until the first of September so I knew that first of September I was paying rent <laughs> yeah so I was paying rent I I actually paid rent in August and I knew I wouldn't be able to start until September but I couldn't I couldn't have the office that I wanted unless I paid the rent in August as well she wouldn't keep it for me so I paid the rent in the August so I was in there all of August decorating building furniture doing all that kind of stuff so by the time the certificate came through it's like oh my god I've already done all this work I was just desperate to use it for what it was meant for by that point because I was like I'm sick of just sitting in my office on my own <laughs> yeah and I think what happens as well in regards to the financial is that I think if you get scared and then you start postponing it and then as you said what happens is you are six months in you haven't practiced because you got a little bit scared and then what I see happens a lot is that then people think you know what let me do a specialist course and let me do another, and let me do another. And then suddenly you're really quite heavily into debt <laughs> beyond mm. school because, mm. you know. I haven't paid for a single bit of learning except my degree, like, and I'm not going to um, for a while. Um, I think I learned so much in those three years. I need to work with what I've got for yes. the time being and really refine what I already know um and I do I do other learning I do ex go beyond just what we were taught in school but that doesn't mean you have to pay for it there's so much out there that you don't have to pay for or you know or buying a book because you know that's but paying like hundreds and hundreds of pounds for a course no it's just not something that I'm kind of prepared to do at this point I just think you know, there's so much free resources online, like make the most of those, unless it's something, you know, really specific you want to get into. But I don't think you can know that until you've been treating and and figured out, okay, what do I actually want to kind of go and specialize in more? If you're not treating, how can you know, know that? Yeah, and um, because I am quite simple in my finances, I try to not spend the money that I don't have. <laughs> um, so I actually, the only extra course I'm, I'm um, supposed to do at some point, I don't know if we'll do it virtually or what will happen, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, will be the acupuncture for menopause. But to be honest, I'm doing that because I am perimenopausal. So it's it's a very personal interest for me. Yeah. <laughs> and are you treating quite a lot of menopause already? I am actually. It's really interesting because what I found, and we are going to talk, um, if you'd like, later on about social media. But what I found is because I'm quite active in my um, local um, groups. I live in Crouchen. There are Facebook groups for that. And I have my Google Maps entry and I have my website. And what people do is people go and they look at you. Right. So they look at you. And I mm. think what's happened is a lot of women have seen, you know, I have gray hair. I let my, do you remember? I let my hair go gray. Yeah. On the year. Yeah. <laughs> I cuddled my hair and it was like, with. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, you know, I look my age and I think that women think she will understand. Mm. So I do get a lot of, um, you know, menopause um, people. But yeah, social media. So I've, I've had a lot of conversations about it lately um, because it makes acupuncturists really um, 
Some of them love it, are really good at it, it's their niche. Um, some of them are really against it, they hate it. And I was having a conversation with someone the other day who very pointedly, because I said, oh, you know, I've been redoing my Instagram and really pleased with it. And they said, well, yes, but has that Instagram actually brought you any patients to the clinic? <laughs> so what's your take? Um, so I use it and I use it a lot. And um, for me, I think the thing with Instagram is it is if it's something that you enjoy spending your time doing, it's worth doing. So I don't find it really annoying, really irritating. I don't find it difficult to use. Like for me, I'm more than happy to do that every day, you know, for 10 minutes sitting on my phone. I don't know. That doesn't bother me. So that's one thing. Um, my sister very helpfully does loads of PR and, um, social media stuff. She's a blogger. So she has been like, you know, doing Instagrammy things for ages. She's got a lot of followers. She knows how the algorithms work, all that kind of stuff. So I kind of just piggyback. She tells me what to do, um, in terms of like the algorithms to get the most likes and all that kind of stuff. So that's useful that I kind of have that resource there. Um, and then I have actually got a lot of patience out of it. Um, obviously it doesn't happen straight away, um, because it does take time, but for me, it's a great form of marketing. It's got me way more clients than like flyering ever has, which at school, I think we were kind of told like going to businesses and putting flyers in businesses and like going around to other offices and that kind of stuff that that was kind of going to be better than Instagram there was kind of a feel that like social media it's okay you should probably have it but like it's not really going to do you any favors um and I I would completely disagree I haven't got anything out of flyering businesses at all nothing not once um yeah but I get a lot through Instagram and yeah, I enjoy it. There's a sense of community. I enjoy creating like the content for it. Um, and I enjoy kind of connecting with patients that way. I think it gives people such like insight into like my personality and who I am as a person. And I always think if somebody finds me through Instagram, then we're probably going to get on really well when they come in. And like, mm. we're really going to gel really nicely because if they thought I was annoying, they would have already seen that through my Instagram and they wouldn't be asking to come and see me. Yeah, and that's a really good point because um, so I had a lot of trouble setting up my Google Maps entry. And then in the end, I gave in and I actually paid um, someone. What, what are they called? They're called Google trusted business advisors or something like that. So they talk to you and they're actually um, qualified or permitted by Google to validate your um, business entry. Um, and he actually, he was fantastic. He spent an hour with me working through the entry and, and you know, advising me on, on how to tweak it to get lots of views and things. And what he said was, 
Anything that you put up on your website or on Facebook or on Instagram, put it up on your Google Maps entry because he said people want to know you, people want to see. And for example, something I did the other day was I um, put a permanent story on my Instagram where I literally filmed my room. And I said, you know, here's the consultation area, here's the couch, here's the sink, and this is how you do a clean field. And I, I get so much business from the Google Maps entry, and people do look at those things. Yeah, definitely. Like, because we're in a world where we can sometimes see all of those things before having to go, now we want them. So I know... It's it's probably terrible, but I probably would not go and see someone if I couldn't see a photo of them first, mm-hmm. which I mean, yeah, it's probably, you know, in an ideal world, that wouldn't be the case, but it is. And, you know, now people want to know, they don't just want to know what you look like. They want to know who you are. They want to know what you sound like and, you know, what your personality is like. They want to know all those things before they come in. So I think Instagram's a great way of, like putting that across also I found it if you can kind of figure out how to start tapping into like local people on Instagram Mm. I think it is the best marketing because everyone's always on their phone if I can get a local person following me they're gonna see my brand like three or four times a week how else can you market to somebody that they're going to see you that many times and it's free like I know it takes up a lot of time or it can do especially at the beginning but when you first graduate you just have all the time in the world (laughs) yes you do (laughs) you have so much time and often you're going I don't even know what to do with it well get on Instagram build a following as much as you can in the in the first few months once you get into a swing of Instagram you know I edit all and we spoke about this recently I edit all my photos in exactly the same way so I go on to the editing software that I use I set everything to like pretty much the same values and it's good to go well that took ages to start with figuring all that stuff out but now it takes me two seconds and I can put an Instagram post up so at the beginning where you have all that time I think it's a great thing to be doing. Yeah, I, I, it's worked for me, particularly uh, Facebook. The, the Facebook groups have really worked. Um, but now, now we have both <laughs> ground to a halt because um, all the acupuncture clinics have um, been um, closed down effectively by the government because of the coronavirus um, lockdown going on. Um, these are really strange times. And, you know, there are strange and scary for fresh acupuncturists like us because we're like oh my god we barely were you know we were building a a following and now we'll have to start again from scratch but also current students all over the world they must be thinking oh my god what's going to happen to us so how are you coping with all this uncertainty oh well it's it is a bit heartbreaking I am a little bit heartbroken um by the whole thing it is hard and I I think the same as everybody and everybody I'm speaking to not just acupuncturists just all of us it's really up and down we all have kind of good days and then bad days but um yeah it's that like heart wrench of I finally felt like everything was clicking into place everything was getting so busy and it was where I wanted it to be for now 
and it's all suddenly stopped. And it was like, hang on, I just got what I'd kind of been dreaming for and working towards for such a long time. And now I'm being forced to do nothing. Um, so yeah, it is a bit heartbreaking. But I am, and this is where if I didn't have social media right now, I just don't really know what I'd be doing in terms of keeping the brand alive, keeping that kind of brand recognition going. And so I'm just doing a lot on Instagram. I'm trying to kind of keep um, the brand within my local community um, offering, whether that's paid or free stuff that I'm offering out in a kind of different kind of way. So I have got these Moxa kits that I am now selling um which are teaching people how to use moxa on um stomach 36 so that they can mox themselves at home and to boost their immunity um and I'm also planning to host a webinar next week um on using acupressure for relaxation and anxiety and stress um because that's something like i think you know we see so much of in clinic so i like the idea of kind of having a resource out there to help people um but it is it's really tough and and not knowing when it's kind of all going to go back to normal and and how that will be what it will look like but i'm just trying to do as much as i can so that when i'm back in that clinic it's not a big drop again that it keeps going from where it was when I stopped in terms of how busy I am um and that kind of thing so yeah but it's it is really hard and it's I mean it's a bit shit really isn't it (laughs) it is and I think you know it's because for you um because you are so much younger than everyone else this is like you know the first probably truly scary world crisis that you're experiencing um you know i remember i was working for goldman sachs when you know lehman brothers um went down and within a month goldman's had fired um 25% of their staff <laughs> so i remember thinking oh my god it's the end of the world so in a way because this is the second round i kind of think well I went through that. I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> mm. I think for younger people, it's a little bit scary. Um, but, you know, you, you are being really proactive with it, which I think is actually, I think being proactive about anything, any, any fear, any scare, any health problem and being and feeling empowered, which I think the people with the boxer boxes would, would feel that they can help themselves um, makes such a difference. Yeah, and it's giving people something, firstly, to do, because we're all going, well, what do we do now? But yeah, that feeling that, okay, this isn't just fate. I'm not just like sitting here waiting, like with no control over anything. Um, Because that's definitely, like I said before, I'm a massive control freak. And I'm now going, this is all out of my control. My clinic shut. I can't kind of control anything to do with my work and my career and so giving and I thought my patients are going to be feeling like that too so let me give them something that is within their control okay I can do this every day or every other day or whatever and it is having a positive impact on my health I am actively engaging in my health because that's the other thing I think that acupuncture is about and it's different from you know, taking a pill. I think acupuncture makes you engage in 
your own health so much more. Mm. It's certainly something that I really push with my patients of like, you can't just, I don't want patients to just walk in, have a treatment, leave, come back and a week later, sit there for an hour. Like it's more than that. I like it when, when patients are more involved than that. So diet and lifestyle changes um, and yeah, kind of how to get people involved more. And this is that, this is making people be like, okay, I need to have some input in my own well-being and my own health in this situation. And that's what the monster kits are doing. Yeah, so I think really for the fresh acupuncturists and the acupuncture students at the moment, I think that really is the message, like, don't despair, stay proactive. Um, you know, you can do so much learning. Like, who 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 gets so much free time now? Okay. I admit I don't have children, so that probably <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a different uh, situation. But, you know, um, still, you know, if you're not working, uh, maybe if you can, can I say actually stick the children in front of the telly? No, I probably cannot. Can I? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm allowed to say either because I don't have a oh, <laughs> oh, well, here's me giving parental <laughs> advice. No, but... I think now is the time to find some time to do some extra learning to keep to keep pushing to keep doing something rather than being feeling that something is being done to us. Yeah, and like for me, it's the eight extras. I have been saying that I'm going to sit down and properly figure out what the hell they're about for a long time. <laughs> Mm. kind of since I graduated it was like that's the first thing I'm gonna like set myself as a task it's like I'm really gonna get my teeth into the eight extras what are they about what like other than doing Ren and the Chong what 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 is this what is going on and that was like my mission have I done it no I've been doing lots <laughs> of other things but it's something that I've just put off and it's quite a big task and it's something that I do need to give a lot of time um and so I'm like right literally i've just been given the time on a plate of like go and learn those eight extras and and figure out that stuff so that's what i've kind of given myself as a big overall task in this time is i'm going to get that learning done um and yeah you know if you're a student especially if you're in your third year this is rubbish because you're like i was literally about to finish and now like you know, like I said, if you if it was me last year, all the plans were made for September and then you're going, hang on, I've got all this stuff sorted out. Because by this time last year, I did. I had every, pretty much everything sorted for September. I'd be going, well, hang on, the plan. What about the plan? Um, yes, <laughs> we love a plan. Um, so it is, that is really overwhelming, but I think take it as, when have you ever had this much time to study where you haven't had the distractions of, you know, going out and seeing people and, you know, that kind of thing. So I think, you know, if you're a student, you just have to be like, this is a blessing. This means you're going to get way better grades because you're going to have more time to dedicate to your studies and less yeah. distractions, less sitting in a beer garden, which is what I'd definitely be doing if I if the weather, if we were allowed outside, considering the weather's just got nice. <laughs> yes. Right. Well, I think those were all the questions I had. This, this has been so much fun. Yeah, it's been really nice. 
Yeah, it's, it's good. Um, right. So for the people that are listening, this is Alice Douglas. Her website is adacupuncture.com. And you can also find her on Instagram. It's a underscore the underscore acupuncture. Is that correct? Yes, that's me. Fantastic. Any parting words for our listeners? Uh, I don't think so. But obviously, you know, it's a tricky time. And I think uh, I know like me and Vanessa have, you know, really been communicating with, between each other and, and, and also like me and Sarah. And I think keep keep talking to people keep talking to if you're a student keep talking to your people in your class you're all going through the same experience you know none of us are really alone in this which I think is kind of the one upside um nobody's alone we're all having to deal with this and we're all having to go through it so just keep talking to other people because you know they can help pick you up and you can pick them up and just knowing that you're not on your own helps so keep talking to people Absolutely. And we are a caring profession. So it's only natural that we care about each other as well. Yeah, totally. And, you know, that's why this is heartbreaking, because we don't get to care for people when people really need it. But, you know, we'll be back out there. Well, actually, yeah, because what I was going to say as a parting message is I was talking to a friend slash mentor about this. And I was, you know, I was grieving a bit. Um, you know, the, the the temporary loss of my clinic. And what she said, I loved it. She said, be be ready. She said, once we, as a world, once the world comes out of it, everyone's going to really care for their health. Everyone's going to realize that, you know, they need to do that. Being healthy is not just like empty words that you have to do it so that then when things like this happen, you are the best prepared that you can be. So, she thinks that, um, you know, us acupuncturists are going to come up stronger because people are really going to start valuing the, the service that we provide. Yeah, and I've heard this too, and I think it's right. You know, this has brought health back into the forefront of everybody's mind. Um, and so, yeah, we just need to be ready and waiting. Which we will. We will. Great. Thank you so much, Alice. Thank you to our all, to all our listeners. And um Go out and enjoy the sun. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye.